Hi there, we really hope you enjoy this teaching from the message. To find out more about all the exciting things we're doing and how you can get involved, check out our website, message.org.uk. Good morning, good morning, everybody. I hope you are doing well. It is extremely hot, and it has been extremely hot this entire week, and I've run out of options to wear. And I'm actually wearing a long sleeve shirt and I'm in all black. So we'll see how this day will go. Uh, but it's super exciting because it is a new series that uh, we get to start today. And I'm super pumped about it. I've called this series uh, The Prayer That Says It All. And I'll get into a moment uh, what that means. But um, I, I, I recently was kind of like in this position where I started to ask myself, how do I respond when life is a bit up and down? Um, how do I respond when things don't go very well? I don't know how you respond, but I usually end up putting things in my ASOS basket that I cannot afford, and it does not do me any good. But the other thing that I usually do is just get extremely overwhelmed. And there's a bit of a story that some of my friends know as the, as the poached eggs and bacon story. And I basically was in this moment in my life where it was just one thing after the other, just wiping me out. And I was like, I'm fine. I'm totally okay. Just one wrong thing after the other kept happening. I was like, guys, I'm literally fine. Everything is okay. And then it was lunchtime. I really wanted something that was gonna just make me feel so happy. Something that was like mildly healthy, but a bit fatty at the same time. So I ordered uh, poached eggs with bacon on sour bread. Hattie is laughing because she knows exactly where this is going, right? And I was so excited for this to come to me and then it came and it was wrong everything about it was wrong I can't even tell you what happened I think I got like scrambled eggs and the bacon wasn't like crispy and I was just like oh and, and my toast the bread wasn't toasted it was just awful everything that I did not want so around the table we're having lunch and everyone starts laughing and I'm laughing with them I'm like <laughs> this is funny but then do you know that moment that your laughter turns to actual tears and I was weeping in the middle of this restaurant and I literally ran out uh, came back into, into work and had to explain to my boss, Tim Owen, if you're watching this, mate, thank you so much for that day. You were very kind to me. Had to explain to him why I was crying. And all that would come out of my mouth was, I want to make it eggs. And it was so awful. And he just went, um, Sammy, I feel like this may be about a little bit more than bacon and poached eggs. So I'm gonna go get you a new one. And uh, you, just, you just wait for a moment. And we talked it all through and I realized that all of this stuff had been happening and I just wasn't all right, right? And lately, recently, um, I found myself almost getting to that place where I could easily just be swept out again and just, just kind of be knocked out and, and, and feel a bit overwhelmed with everything that is going on um, in my own world and the world around me and just being like, oh, Lord, I, I want to I wanna be able to, to come to you with this stuff. Do you know what I mean? I feel like I've recognised what my personality is like and how I react to these things. And what I want to be is somebody who in those moments comes to Jesus, comes to God and, and tells him what I'm feeling and lets him in on it. And... Um, I kind of wanted to go through this series, The Prayer That Says It All, because as I was saying this to God, I was like, God, how do I come to you with what I'm feeling right now? What do I say to you? I found myself through a series of wonderful, uh, definitely God-orchestrated, like, random things that led me to the Lord's Prayer. I was in the charity shopping in the middle of, like, um, Anglesey, like, ages ago, and I found this book which said the meaning of prayer. And inside this book is somebody who used to own it and it's this printed out version of the Our Father. 
And I found myself falling in love with it all over again. And I was like, wow, I love this prayer. This is the prayer that says it all. Everything that I'm feeling, it encompasses everything. And you know, Jen, John Wesley actually described this prayer as the prayer that contains all we can reasonably ask for. Albert Barnes says the Lord's Prayer is, is a composition unequaled for comprehensiveness and for beauty. What he's saying is actually this prayer says it all. And over the next five weeks that I've got with you guys, I thought it'd be amazing to just break it down section by section to deepen our understanding of, of, of what Jesus was teaching us with this tool that he gave us, this, this model for how we pray, but also to see our personal um, devotion and prayer life transformed as we do this. So we're going to jump into our text. We're jumping in into Matthew chapter 6, uh, verses 9 to 13, where we find this incredible prayer. But before we do that, um, let's pray together. Yeah, Father, I thank you that you are here. I thank you that you're good. And I thank you that you want to speak to us today, Lord. I pray that as we dive into, into this model that you gave us, Jesus, that we will be transformed as we're looking at how we come to you. Um, and yeah, Jesus, would you just speak to us today? Holy Spirit, uh, would you bring revelation to us? Amen. Amen. So jumping in from uh, verses 9 to 13, this is the model that Jesus gives us to pray. He says... This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. I love that Jesus starts by telling us who we are praying to. You know, one thing that I, I read as I was preparing this, and I can't remember for the life of me where it was, was a quote, quote that said something like, if you want to know what you believe about God, if you want to know um, how you see God, how, how you, what you truly, truly think of him, listen to yourself as you pray. I genuinely believe that what we believe about God is reflected and revealed to us when we are praying to him. And, and it poses the question of what do we believe God to be? Who do we believe that he is? Do we genuinely believe that he's good? That's the question I found myself asking, like, when I'm praying and, I, and I'm praying to, to, to the Father, do I believe that he's good? Is this reflected in, in what I bring to him? See, prayer isn't about us telling God something that he doesn't know. And I think we need to understand that it's not about us coming to God with something that he has no idea about. It's not us trying to convince God to be good. And it is definitely not us trying to hype up God with excitement to do what he wants to do, to do his will, right? It's not any of that. In fact, when we pray in that manner, what we've done is we truly haven't understood who God is as a father. Jesus teaches us the way that we approach God is we say, our father in heaven. And I just wanted to break that down. Our Father, Jesus teaches us to call God our Father. What he's calling us into right there and then is intimacy. And it's, it's like the most beautiful privilege ever. And I understand that we might know this this morning, but my heart is that you capture that afresh. We are invited into intimacy with God as our Father. I mean... Those of us who were once enemies to God, complete enemies to God through Jesus Christ, we get to know our father. Again, we get to become sons and daughters. It is the most intimate thing that we can call God. It is like 
it's wild. It was wild back then to the people who were hearing it because nobody had addressed God in this intimate manner before. But it's also wild in our day-to-day -day now in other religions who don't address their gods are far away or their statues or this. We get to call our God Father. Like he's a dad and the term that's used in there, Abba Father, is actually um, the term that like a, a child would use going to their daddy. Now I'm not one of those people who calls God daddy. I'm really not. But if you are, that is completely fine with you. You've understood something of intimacy that I haven't yet. That's amazing for you. And um, I remember this one time when we were touring at Soulbox uh, when there was uh, three of us. The boys were staying in one house and I was staying in the other. And um, they, they stayed in this house. <laughs> they stayed in this house where there was a little girl and the whole night she was screaming, Daddy! Daddy! Daddy, like on repeat in intervals. So they did not sleep at all. She was just screaming, Daddy, Daddy. And it was annoying for them, hilarious for me, but incredibly amazing as we understand what this kid is doing, right? This child knows how close her father is. She knows how much her father loves her, how much he's willing to protect her. It doesn't matter what time of the night it is, it's three o'clock in the morning, she'll shout, Daddy, Daddy. She'll shout for her father because she's scared. And she knows that she's got that access to him. And not only that, she doesn't care who's around her because she knows that she's coming to her father. For her, she knows that this father, her father cares deeply for her. It's personal. And that's the level of personal relationship that we get with God now because of what Jesus has done for us. We get to come to him with confidence at any time, during any circumstance, knowing that he is a good father. I don't know what relationship um, some of you have with your earthly fathers, like maybe it hasn't been good or, or maybe for whatever reason they haven't been present. Uh, for me personally, my dad passed away when I was really, really, really little, so I have no recollection of him um, much at all. So I've not really known what it is to have a father. I, I, for, for, for the majority of my life, I could not relate you know, when you come to, to Christianity, one of the things that I've always found super easy, which is so crazy, is understanding that the Holy Spirit comes and lives with us, that Jesus died and he came back to life. God the Father was a concept that took me very, very, very long time to understand because I did not know what a father is. But what I can say to you now where I'm standing today is that over the last few years, I've known what it is to have the presence of a loving father in my life in an incredible way, in the small stuff and in the big stuff. I did that wrong, in the big stuff and in the small stuff. And it's been absolutely incredible. I mean, even just this week alone, I've not really felt great. And I get home um, yesterday and I opened this card and in this card was written to, from a friend who didn't even know what I was going through, right? And she wrote to me all these words that were just so life-giving to me. And I knew in that moment, my father sees me he knows exactly what I needed. And he, and, he, and he actually spoke to her to speak to me. That's incredible. Even as I was getting ready for this and I pick up a random book in a random part of the, of the UK and it's got the Lord's Prayer in it, a prayer that is so dear to my life, so special to my daily walk with Jesus, especially when I first came to know him, this prayer. Dude, I love this prayer because it really does just have everything. And for me, God was calling me back to that heart of knowing him as a father. And, and the more people that I've spoken to, I believe that God wants you to know him as a father. He loves you so, so much. 
Maybe your relationship uh, with, with, your, with your earthly father is actually great. I love that. That is absolutely amazing. But you know what? Matthew actually addresses this later on. I was meant to have this in my notes and I don't. But actually he says, if your fathers who are, who are evil sinners know how to give good gifts to you, what more your heavenly father? The way that you trust your dad who is good to you, how much more can you trust your heavenly father? He is so good. He's better than like literally anything that we can ever, ever, ever imagine. And he wants you to know that side of him. And the other thing that then blows my mind as we move from our father is the fact that God is in heaven, our father in heaven, right? Not only is our father loving towards us, right? Not only is he a kind father who cares for us deeply, he's incredibly powerful. This image of him being in heaven, right? It shows us that he is above all things. It shows us that actually where he sat at right now, he sees the end from where it is right now in the beginning. It shows us that actually he is the creator of everything that is, that, is, that is existing. He reigns over every single part of it. He holds it all together. He is incredibly powerful. So get this, not only do we have a, a perfect father who's incredibly loving towards us, we have a powerful father. The combination of the two is unmatched. We have a perfect father who is powerful. And we need to remind ourselves of that truth when we're coming to him in prayer. Do we understand that he is good and he wants good things for us? Do we understand that he doesn't withhold anything from his power towards us? John Wesley kind of sums it up like this, talking about our father and the fact that he's in heaven. He says, if he is father, then he's good. Then he's loving to his children. He's in heaven, high and lifted up. God over all, blessed, blessed forever. Who sitting on the circle of the heavens, beholdeth all things both in heaven and on earth. Therefore, should we think, speak and act as continually under the eye and the immediate presence of the Lord, the King. And when you read that alone, it sounds really heavy, doesn't it? It sounds, it sounds like really deep. You're like, whoa, I'm living under the presence of the king. Like he sees my every move and my everything. Partner that with his tender, loving heart towards us. That is absolutely phenomenal. It's not something that we should be taking for granted. The fact that we are able to be called children of God. The fact that we can address God as our father. In Romans 8, 13, Paul says this. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. Now we cry out to him in every circumstance, Dad, Father. Because he's just that good to us. We've been adopted as God's children. He's the perfect, loving Father. And one of the things about a father figure or, or, or a father that you may have in your life is there's an element of submission, isn't there? And I think that's where it becomes a little bit painful when we've not had the best model or, or, or the absence of the model of a father. But today I want you guys to know this, that God is good. And I keep saying that because that's, that, is, that is genuinely what he's been teaching me and speaking to me about. He is so good. And off the back of that, we can trust him 
we can submit ourselves to him with the confidence of knowing that he has good things for us. Our father is in heaven. He has all power and authority and he longs to lavish his love on his creation. When we come together and lift up our prayer, we are lifting them up to him, a good father who cares for us. And this is something that's very important for us to remind ourselves of daily, as often as we can. Who is it that we're actually praying to? Like understanding who who God is, his character, that that changes everything because it actually enables us to come before him with, with the right level of reverence and awe and wonder and, and confidence and gratitude, knowing who he is and what he's about. How would that change your prayers knowing that? Like, I don't know what you guys have been praying for recently, but how does it actually change it knowing that you're not praying to, to somebody who, who you have to twist the arm off, but actually you're praying to a good father. You know, Sam Ward did this incredible teaching. I was trying to actually find it as I was um, preparing this, but he was talking about uh, the version that we find in Luke. And Luke actually talks about how God does not withhold his spirit from us. What I encountered yesterday as I opened that, that card wasn't just like random words that were just like there and, oh, it's all. The, actually, that was God's spirit speaking to me. Holy Spirit was reminding me of how he sees me and who I am. God will never withhold that from you. And I want us to think about the manner in which we're bringing these prayers before God. He is a good father who loves us and he cares for us. One of the things that really strikes me about this prayer as well, as I get ready to close, is the fact that it opens up with saying, our father. You know, God is, 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 is father over all creation in the sense that he created it all. But actually, how does it make you feel when you read our father? knowing that there are people who don't know our father. They, they live in the absence of, of a good father who, who wants to give good gifts to them. He wants to, to live this life with them. They don't know our father. When you pray these words, it brings you into the reality that actually you're not praying them alone. You're praying them with a host of people that are alive right now and a host of people that, have, that are in heaven with God right now. You're praying it with the, with the people who are persecuted in one end of the earth. You're praying it with the people who are having the most joyful time on the other side of the earth. Like we are to end this together. Like God's heart and desire is to see all of his creation reconciled to him. When you pray our father, it's not just you. It's not just me, it is our Father. And our heart as we hear that should be, yo, we want other people to know him. We want other people to know God as Father. How much does that change? It's changed everything for me. It doesn't mean that everything's perfect, like I've shared with you guys today. Yeah, I've had some tough times recently, but do you know what? I believe that I have a good Father. And he's bringing me back to that knowledge and that goodness. So I want to invite us this morning to understand how amazing God is and to, to think how do we come to him in light of this. In a moment before uh, 
before I close, I'm going to get us to, to stand together. Uh, if you're at home, you don't have to stand. You can do whatever you want, clearly. But um, in a moment, I'm going to get us to stand together and, and say this prayer together. Um, to end any awkwardness, you can say whatever version you like. I know there are so many versions of this prayer. But before that, I just wanted to, to, to really kind of like um, encourage you guys as you go away from this is to kind of go away and think, who do you actually believe God is? Maybe take some time to sit by yourself this next week and, and just reflect on what it means for God to be your father. How does that change how you come to him? What does that show you about what you believe to, uh, about him? And the second thing that I want you to do is actually think of the reality of the fact that, yeah, people don't know him as father. And what is he calling you to do off the back of that? I think that when we come to God and we're praying, we're not actually twisting his arm or anything like that. What I believe we're doing is we're saying, God, here I am. I know that you're good. I know that you're incredible. Use me for your will and for your glory. Like literally show all of your love and your power through me. That is the kinds of prayers that we need to be praying. So I challenge you guys, go away. What does it look like for God to be your father? How does that change how you come to him? And, and, and what is God calling you to do in life? The fact that other people don't know him as father challenge you guys to think about that and bring that before God. I'm going to pray for us and in a moment I'm going to invite us to stand and say the Our Father together. Yeah, God, I thank you this morning that you are good. That is so true, that you are our Father. I thank you for Jesus, that you've, you've reconciled us back to the one who created us, back to the one who loves us and knows what is best for us. Father, today we submit to you. We submit to you knowing um, your, your loving kindness towards us, knowing that you are all powerful and you withhold nothing from us. Lord, whatever it is that we, that we are dealing with, whatever it is that, that is happening in our lives, would you, would you remind us of your goodness today? Holy Spirit, we, we remember how good you are. Would you speak to us today? Would you guide us today in every element of what we do? Amen. So would you guys stand with me and let's say the Our Father together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out message.org.uk to find out how you can support our work or even get involved with one of our teams. We also have another podcast called The Flow Podcast where we share stories and testimonies of the amazing things that God's doing in people's lives. Search for The Flow Podcast on iTunes or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.